Next up on the Mutual Audio Network, fiction from our future. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. Every corner of the world. The world doesn't have any corners, Yasmin. It's a sphere. Spies from around the world are under orders to hunt us down and kill us to prevent you from sharing your discoveries about... The true nature of existence? And we're sitting here in this beetle parked in a VW dealership. To stay camouflaged while we work out what to do next. And you think this is a good time to knit? Yasmin, you know that when I'm knitting, I stop thinking. And when I'm not thinking, answers have an easier time getting into my head because they don't have to jostle through the crowd of irrelevant thoughts to make themselves known. What are you not thinking about? The picture of Cairo the floating dog on the cover of the National Enquirer. Our lives could end any minute. We don't have time to wait for answers about some stupid dog to form in your empty head. We need to figure out where in the world we can go into hiding when the whole world is apparently plastered with our pictures on wanted dead, not alive posters. Do you think that's really a tennis ball in the floating dog's mouth? Do you really think that fake picture of a floating dog is worth all this knitting? It was created in Photoshop, just like the cover of Vogue. No, they don't pay this much attention to detail in the fake pictures they're always churning out. Ace, I think we should focus on more pressing matters, like buying wigs to disguise ourselves. Trained assassins working in competition against their greatest peers are after us. It's not just about the $1,000 bonus for getting the job done in the first two days. There's also the prestige involved in killing us first. Wigs won't help. Did you take a course in How Not to Comfort Your Girlfriend 101 in spy school? Look at this shadow. It's exactly right based on the angle of the sun. The light source, the shadows, the weight distribution of the dog's body, everything about this is correct. Yes, I mean, this picture was not faked. This is a real floating dog. We need to investigate. I think you should be paying less attention to the dog in that picture and more attention to that guy in the trench coat tapping at my window. Pardon me. Are you parked here perhaps because you are thinking of selling this car? Because I have been looking for one of these, and I will give you a way better price than the dealership No, we're not selling this car. Ace Galaxy, is that you? Yasmin, drive over his foot on my signal. Rajinder, how are you? I cannot believe that I am running into you now, right after I was talking about you on the phone with the chief. Now, Yasmin. Turn right. Who was that? Turn left. It was Rajinder from work. No, don't stop at the stop sign. Keep going. After the chief told us about the requisitions for our deaths over high tea, he would have instructed everyone at ceases to kill us. It's a good thing I quit, otherwise I would have been under orders to kill myself. Turn left. Right. Left. Stop. Did you change your mind about wigs? No. Well, then why are we in the middle of a parking lot in the mall? This is a hideout for the car. By now, every assassin in the world who's after us knows what we're driving. From now on, we'll have to walk. You want me to walk? Unless you want to take the bus, but we have to save our money. We can't use credit cards or bank machines. How much money do you have? $5.68. Okay, I have $63.12. Let's go. 
Why are you taking your knitting bag? In case I need to stop thinking about something. Fine. Fine. Where are we going? Our first mission is to find Cairo the floating dog. Why are you still talking about that stupid floating dog? Our lives could end any second. We have no money and no means of getting anywhere except by walking. And I'm not wearing proper walking shoes. What's wrong with your shoes? Well, they're high heels. I never wear high heels. I only wore these because I wanted to look nice at that meeting with the chief when I thought he was going to beg you to come back to Cesar's. I did tell you the meeting was going to take place in complete darkness. We have to find a place to hide, Ace. That dog is not one of our priorities. Come with me. Why are you checking to see if any of these parked cars is unlocked? You want to hide in this car? Get into the back seat. You want me to look for spare change on the floor? You want to have quick illicit sex before we go on the run? No, I wanted a private place where we could talk. Here's a dime. Why would a dog float? It's impossible for a dog to float. There is no reason on earth a dog would be floating. I found a dollar five. Exactly. Yes, exactly. One dollar and five cents. No, exactly. There's no reason on earth a dog would be floating. That means the reason is from somewhere else. We know aliens from Tra-La-La change their shape when they come to Earth. We also know they carry around tennis balls just like the one that little dog in the picture has in his mouth. What if gravity on Earth is different from gravity on Tra-La-La and that causes them to float? What if this really is a picture of a floating dog that's actually a visitor from Tra-La-La? Editor-in-chief at the Giant Book of Destiny here to congratulate Ace on a fine bit of detective work. Fact checker friend, copy aid, have you prepared a background history on the floating dog? Uh, yes ma'am. I have all my notes right here. Let's see. Uh, before he was a dog, Frank Figgledee was a reindeer, and before that a polar bear. Look, the most important thing is, before coming to Earth, Frank was the leader of Tra-La-La. And before that, he was Cha-Cha-Cha champion on the planet for three years running. Fran, please, stick to the relevant details. Uh, on a planet of dancers, being a Cha-Cha-Cha champion is the pinnacle of success. But with so many young dancers rising to the ranks, Frank knew his championship days were coming to an end. So he set his sights on the next best thing. Leader of Tra-La-La. What he didn't know was, the leader of the planet was nothing more than a nominal figurehead, whose main purpose was to provide a face for the billboards in the landing port for dignitaries visiting from other worlds. And to have tea with them. No one bothered running against him. About three months after his resounding win, Frank realized the planet was accustomed to just humming along on its own without supervision. That's when he called a meeting with his advisors, Mary Hard, Mary Arse, and Sandy, the makeup artist. Oh, no one's talking about me anymore. Kids don't interrupt me in the middle of meals in restaurants to demonstrate my fantastic moves. I feel like I've lost my groove. I want all of you to help me get my groove back. But Frank, baby, your numbers in the polls are great. It doesn't matter who's in office. The poll numbers never change. Everyone be just as happy if an extinct simian was in office. I'm happy to report no other creatures have gone extinct since you took office, Mr. Figgle D. Yes, 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 I know, but Sandy has a point. The poll numbers never change. I need something that will get my name into the history books. What if we rewrite the history books and replace the name of some beloved, renowned figure with yours? Or what if you rediscover something that was already discovered? (gasps) Those are good ideas! If we're going to delve into the past to create a new future, we need to come up with a list of individuals who made the greatest impression on the planet. 
What about Tony Slizzingtorn? It's a little late to rediscover shapeshifting, don't you think? Excuse me. Yes, but there have been other famous shapeshifters like Willie Hornsloff, who became famous on Earth for building those triangles in the desert. Oh, that's it! I'll mount a mission to Earth. Do something incredible there, and then go down to the history books of both planets like Willie Hornslaw. Uh, uh, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on a sec. I'm lost. Where are we picking up the story? Shooting out of wormhole 1172A, the first thing Frank saw was Pluto on the edge of the Terran solar system. He became so excited about the prospect of setting foot on a new world, he ordered Phoenix, his ship, to set down right away even though they had several planets to go before they hit Earth. Oh, got it. He and Mary Arse used the energy ball to shapeshift spacesuits onto themselves and disembarked. Oh no, Frank! We need to get back into the ship. I still got the only energy ball allotted to our mission in my glove. You'll need this to shapeshift on Earth, then to call Phoenix for a ride home when your mission is over. We can't risk losing it. You have a ball? Oh, God, I love balls. Let's have a quick game of catch before we go back. Unfortunately, neither Mary nor Frank remembered to compensate for the lack of gravity and quickly lost the ball. Without it, not only would Frank not be able to change shape on Earth, he couldn't even get his spacesuit off on Pluto because it was shape-shifted on. Since Frank didn't think it was possible to make a lasting impression on Earth as a dancing alien in a spacesuit, the mission was canceled. Fortunately for them, and for this broadcast, the good ship Phoenix was able to locate the lost energy ball and the mission was back on. The first shape Frank chose to assume on Earth was a reindeer because he'd heard they had the ability to circumnavigate the globe in a single night. He thought that would be a convenient way to survey the planet while figuring out what fantastic thing he was going to do to get into the history books. As a reindeer, it didn't take Frank long to realize he couldn't actually fly. Uh, except when he ate those special little red mushrooms that grew on the tundra. That didn't count. Frank used his energy ball to call his ship back so he could work out a better shape to shift into from the safety of the ship. I've got it, Frank. You can go back down to Earth in the shape of a dog. They're so cute. That way, you'll be close enough to the humans to determine your plan of action. And you can carry your energy ball inconspicuously in your mouth. Because dogs love putting balls in their mouths. Whoa! Trees never smelled like this on Tra-La-La. <laughs> oh, and this yellow thing the other dog just peed on is a tapestry of interesting, diverting olfactory sensations. Oh, 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 Frank, Frank, get a hold of yourself. Ignore the smells and concentrate on your mission. Run up to that man with the briefcase and look up at him with bottomless adoration while wagging your tail in a friendly manner. Ooh, he'll pick you up and take you with him wherever he's going. Get lost, mutt. Why did he kick me? I know I'm adorable. I checked myself in the mirror before I left the ship. I'll just have to try again. What do you want? Johnny, don't touch that creature. It's probably rabid. Try again. Take off, you mangy thing. 
These Earthlings are a violent, suspicious people. If they can't even be friendly towards creatures of their own planet, how would they react to an alien presence? Oh, no wonder Tra-La-La dancers always change shape when visiting here. I think I'll just rest under the shade of that fantastic smelling tree over there while I figure out what to do next. Oh, I might even take a little nappy poo. Oh, wait! Oh, where's my energy ball? Oh, shit! I must have dropped it when that last man kicked me. Hey, kid, get away from there! Okay, now let's see. Energy ball safe between my paws? Check. Large tree providing lots of shade and a comforting aroma? Check. Everything seems to be in order. Now I can take my nap. Hey, boy, do you want to play fetch? Quit running around in circles, boy. Here's your ball. Don't throw it! Don't throw it! Don't throw it! Fetch! Oh, oh, oh what do I do? Uh, I've got to chase it! Oh, this is the worst day of my life! Comets that crash through space! I love chasing balls! Got it! I'm going to run back to the girl so she can throw it again! Oh, 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 oh no, 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 Frank, no, no, no. Go back to the shade and sit quietly. This is a dangerous game. You must stop letting yourself get carried away with those doggy urges. You're supposed to bring the ball back to me, boy. Wait! No! Don't grab the ball back! Fetch! Oh, debris in the recycling pile! This is fun! Oh, like, Maddie, there you are. Mom, can we keep him? Don't throw the ball again. Please throw the ball again. No, 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 don't throw the ball again. Yes, please throw the ball again. Like, man, cute little dogs like that don't appear out of nowhere, Maddie. He, he must have a home someplace, or maybe, like, he's lost. I have an idea. Why don't we, like, just go home and, and make some dog found signs? If no one claims him, can I keep him? Hey, man, let's start by making the signs. If I get to keep him, I'm going to call him Cairo after the tomb they just discovered. Don't throw the ball! Please throw the ball! Mom, watch this! Look at Cairo! It looks like his feet don't even touch the ground! Oh! What? My feet aren't touching the ground! I must be forgetting to compensate for the difference in gravity! Oh, well, there's just so much going on! So many smells, the exhilarating, devastating chase! Hey! Why is that yellow dog running toward my ball? Get away from my ball! Um, well, like, is your dog okay? Because I think he, like, fainted. Oh, I've lost my ball. I have no way of calling Phoenix back for a ride home. I'm stuck on this violent, suspicious planet. I'm going to be an adorable little doggy forever. The fetch game is over. <laughs> Come on, Cairo. Let's go home. Okay, so the dog is an alien. That's fine detective work, Ace, but you're off the case. Here's the dollar five I found under the seats of the car. Now, can you please just forget about this floating dog? We have to walk for our lives. Yasmin, I sent all my findings to every spy organization in the Union, as well as the ones that don't follow any rules or regulations at all. If I came to the conclusion that little dog is an alien, then chances are someone else who read my report will do the same. Cairo, the alien dog's life could be in as much jeopardy as ours, and it's my fault. We have to warn him. 
We also have to leave this money here. Stealing is a crime. Hey, mister! Can I borrow your magnifying glass? Sorry, kid. I'm using it. What kind of freak sits on a bench in the middle of a park with a magnifying glass? Are you some sort of pervert or something? No, I'm not a pervert or a freak. I'm looking for clues about extraterrestrials in this picture in the Inquirer. Hey, look over there! The floating dog in the picture! Where? Hey, kid! Come back here! East, let's go. Yasmin, you're back. That child stole my magnifying glass before I could determine where we need to go. Ace? Before my magnifying glass was stolen, I managed to make out a license plate on a car in the picture. The dog is here in Ontario. I was in the process of studying the trees to determine the age of the park where the picture was taken. It doesn't matter. Let's go. Go where? To meet Cairo, the floating dog. You found him? Well, I'm a paleontologist. I have a talent for digging things up. Where did you dig? I called the guy that wrote the story. Al got the scoop. You didn't use your cell phone, did you? Well, of course I used my cell phone. What do you think? Oh! Every spy on the planet is probably on their way to our location right now, right? Then we should get a move on. How did you convince Al got the scoop to reveal confidential information? Well, I offered him a trade. The whereabouts of the dog for an exclusive about aliens that have been visiting this planet ever since it cooled down enough for a spaceship to land. Plus, the inside scoop on tea time with the Grays. Ace, please, slow down! You all got the scoop? Who is this? FBI agent Stella Schwartz. Look, this is about the story I wrote regarding the FBI's involvement with the Colonel in secret. You wrote that? Uh, no, I... Um, you recently had a conversation with a broad named Yasmin Stanislavski? I don't know what you're talking about. Besides, all my conversations, including the ones I have with my mother, are strictly confidential. I'm sorry. Look, I'm going to give you a trade. You're going to tell me everything you know about Yasmin Stanislavski. What sort of trade is that? Oh, I don't know. In trade for your continued existence? That's a good trade. Come on, Yasmin. This is our stop. Can't we just ride this subway a little while longer? My feet are killing me. Two buses, a half-hour walk, two more buses, this stupid, smelly, crowded subway, and now more walking? I'm exhausted, Ace. Can't we just sit down in that Starbucks and have a coffee? We don't have time to waste sitting around. Plus, we spent a lot of money on all those buses in the subway. We can't afford coffee in Starbucks, not even Tim Hortons. Besides, we're almost there. We just have to cut through this park, then the next street over is where Al got the scoop said Cairo the dog lives. Hold on. Why are you taking your shoes off? Well, I'm trying to decide whether to abandon them right here or pick them up and throw them away. Hey, kid! That wasn't an invitation for you to throw a tennis ball into them. Hey, you mutt! Get your grubby mouth out of my shoes! Yasmin, did that grubby-mouthed dog that grabbed the ball out of your shoe look familiar? What? You want us to run? Oh, thank God I'm not wearing those heels anymore. Ace, why are we changing direction? The, the dog is across the field. But the ball he's after is coming this way. Are you going to do that with every ball you see from now on? Hey, mister, why are you holding my dog's ball against your ear? There's no storm inside this ball. There's no blue skies inside it either. Can I have it back, please? Come on, Ace. This isn't the right dog. It's not floating. Let's go. He only flows when he forgets not to. Can you please give him back his ball? He freaks out whenever he loses one. What do you mean he only floats when he forgets not to? Oh, well, as soon as anyone mentions he's floating, he stops. Weird, eh? Give me the ball. Go get it, Cairo. He sure seems to love chasing balls. When did you get that dog? 
I found him a couple weeks ago right here in this park. He looked like he wanted something to play with, so I started playing fetch. What a mistake. Now that's all he ever wants to do. Yes? Stella Schwartz, FBI. Do you own the little dog in this picture? Well, I don't really think that one creature can own another creature, but yes, my daughter Maddie considers herself the dog's companion, man. Okay, whatever. <clears throat> uh, have the curly-haired paleontologist or Neanderthalish-looking man in this picture been here to see you? No, like, I haven't seen either of those people, man. Well, we have reason to believe that they are on their way here to conduct an interview. With, like, my daughter? No, with the dog. These are dangerous wanted criminals. If you see them, it's imperative you let us know. Who are, like, all those people, man, behind you? Kedad Smilk, Jamaican Defense Force, Intelligence Unit. Marie-Louise Tiremont, Direction Générale de la Sécurité Extérieure. Genpia Baloma. Cesis. And I, Eduardo Chacaron, General Counterintelligence, Venezuela. Ooh. And it is a pleasure to meet such a beautiful woman. Mm. You remind me of a former lover I once had, alas. It was not meant to be. Ooh. We were from two very different worlds, you see. She was a dairy farmer from Calgary, and I... Mm. I am lactose intolerant. Ooh. Oh, it pains me to speak about it. You can come in, actually. Is this the same ball your dog was playing with when you found him? No, a big yellow dog stole that one. Ever since then, Kyra's been totally obsessed with every ball he sees. We've been playing this game for hours. I'm getting tired. Did you throw the ball, mister? Ace, why are you reaching into your knitting bag? Ever been to Tra-La-La, Cairo? Did you ever lose one of these? Wait. You have to listen to me first. Don't just grab this ball and run away. Your life is in grave danger, but my friend Yasmin and I are here to help. Understand? Okay, here you go, boy. Oh my god, what happened? What? But look around! Everyone in this park has stopped moving! Except us! Where did you find my ball? The last time I lost it was on Pluto! I thought I was going to have to abandon my mission and go back to Tra-La-La, but my ship Phoenix found it for me. Oh, what is that boy eating? Mmm, so much better than dog food. Ace, what is going on here? Where did that little man come from, and why is he tangoing with a sandwich? Well, <clears throat> but then again, dog food didn't seem so bad when I was a dog. When I was a polar bear, I almost took a bite out of Mary R's. <laughs> what just happened? I lost my energy ball. I thought I was going to be stuck on this planet as a dog forever. No, just now. Why are we the only ones who can move? Do you have the ability to stop time? Ooh, that red thing that child's eating is the same color as the mushrooms that make you fly I ate when I was a reindeer. Have you ever tried those mushrooms? They're yummy. <laughs> No, 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 I didn't stop time. I used the energy ball to alter our vibrational frequencies so we could enter the time-stop dimension. Oh, this thing is delicious. What's it called? It's a candy apple. Cairo. Frank! My name is Frank. Frank Figgledee-Dee, three-time cha-cha-cha champion and one-time leader of Tra-La-La. Frank, Yasmin and I came here to tell you, your life is in great danger. All our lives are in great danger. Where did you find my energy ball? That isn't your energy ball. 
Ace found it in the Great Pyramid in Cairo. <gasps> you found it in one of the triangles in the desert? Oh, this must be Willie Hornslov's energy ball. Why are you dancing between all those kids? I want to see what they're eating. I think I'm still experiencing latent doggy urges. I must control them and continue my mission. What is your mission? To make a lasting impression on this planet that will go down into the history books the way Willie's triangles in the desert did. May I offer you some advice? Sure, go ahead. Ooh, that little girl seems to be enjoying whatever's in that bag in her hand. They're salt and vinegar chips. Get off this planet as fast as you can. Government agencies all over the world know about your existence, and it really irks them. If they find you, they'll kill you. They'll kill us, too, if they find us. You're already in our history books. See this newspaper? Your story will be on the cover next week. National Enquirer. Ooh, sounds pretty official. Well, excellent. My work here is done. Why the long faces? We know too much about aliens. They're going to slaughter us for advocating planetary peace and equality. Well, in that case, why don't you come with me? Where? Back to Tra-La-La? <laughs> uh, no, I'm afraid I'm no longer welcome there. Something about breaking some rules and stuff, I don't know. Oh. Oh, nothing to worry about, campers. There are over a hundred billion star systems in this ever-expanding galaxy to choose from. As soon as we get back to our regular dimension, I'll call Phoenix. Is that the cha-cha-cha you're doing over to that little boy? Did I mention I was the three-time cha-cha-cha champion on my planet? <gasps> What's this? You know, around here, we don't steal candy from babies. It's chocolate. Oh my god, it's delicious! Don't you ever walk? How long will it take Phoenix to get here? Oh, less than a week. Come here and hold my hand so you don't get stuck in this time-stop dimension forever. We'll never survive a week. Why are you holding the tennis ball to your mouth? For... <clears throat> so I can call Phoenix for a ride home. Didn't you say you communicated with the lightning in the energy ball through thought, Ace? Phoenix, my mission to Earth has been a resounding success, but I'm afraid I'll have to leave in a little bit of a hurry. Uh, how soon can you get back? He doesn't seem like the type to keep his thoughts in his head, Yasmin. I'll be right down, Frank. You'll be right down? Where are you? Hey, where's my dog? I'm in orbit. I stopped hearing your thoughts after we were out of the solar system and I got worried, so I hurried back right after dropping your crack PR team off on Tra-La-La. She'll be right down. Cairo! Cairo! Where are you, boy? I know this is going to sound strange, but that little man talking to a tennis ball, that's your dog, Cairo. Oh, no, that doesn't really sound strange. I always thought there was something weird about him. A bunch of people in trench coats are coming this way! The assassins! Everybody hurry! Get to Phoenix! Where? There's no spaceship here! Why are you climbing into that helicopter? It's not a helicopter, honey! It's Phoenix in the shape of a helicopter! Oh, I'll explain it all once we get inside. Do you people think it's a good idea to be shooting off all your guns with so many kids in this place? Bye, Cairo! Did this ship just turn into an airplane? Well, Phoenix was installed with rudimentary self-awareness subroutines. Someone, it really doesn't matter who, accidentally left her on with nothing to do for five years. And since self-awareness builds on itself, she eventually became self-aware enough to change shape. Whoa, I've never been inside a space shuttle. Where to, Frank? Any requests, kids? 
Do you know of any planets with <laughs> dinosaurs? Ooh, does Canada have beavers? <laughs> Phoenix, consult your data banks. Second wormhole to the right and straight on till morning. Set a course, number one. Ma'am? Why are you bothering me, Copy Aid? Can't you see I'm busy? I accidentally shifted the timelines for the intergalactic war between Andromeda and the Milky Way. Don't distract me. If I make a mistake, it could be disastrous. Okay, I just want to tell you the little red light has gone off and the broadcast is over. Ah, uh, ma'am, here's the giant eraser you requested. When will the two of you learn? As the editor-in-chief of the giant book of destiny, when I ask for an eraser, I need a giant eraser. A tiny thing like this won't even erase a millisecond, never mind an intergalactic war. What was that? There aren't supposed to be any explosions happening right now. The eraser is too small. The intergalactic war has started. But wait! According to my notes, Earth won't develop intergalactic defense systems for over 3,000 years. The planet is completely helpless. To hell with Earth. Those explosions are getting even louder and closer. The Destiny offices are under attack. The war started outside of its time and broke the cohesion of Destiny. Wait a minute. There's nothing about this in my notes. I have no clue what's going on. that episode of The Destiny of Special Agent Ace Galaxy, Gord Mare starred as Ace Galaxy, Michelle Cote as the editor-in-chief of The Giant Book of Destiny and Sandy, Eric Blomgagne as the aide, Al Got the Scoop and Reginder, and Elise Blomgagne as fact-checker Fran and the kid, with Martin Biot as Frank Figgledy-Dee, Madeline Patton as Maddie, Cindy Hirschberg-Sean as Mary Arse and Maddie's mother, and Lisa Klasma davis as Mary Hard, Stella Schwartz, Eduardo, and the Phoenix. Background music in Maddie's house was Sittin' Pretty by the Elwins. The violin serenade accompanying Eduardo was Waves of the Danube by Jay Ivanovic, played by Norma Varkey on violin and Matt Sweeney of the Elwins on guitar. The action background music was Nerves by Kevin McLeod from Incomptech.com. The program was written by Misa Basada and produced by Leslie Burton and Misa Basada with theme music by Jewelbeat. It was directed by Martin Biot with audio production by Simon Bowers at Skylight Studios, Toronto. Want more Ace? Check out our website, acegalaxy.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, or drop us a line at projectace1 at gmail.com. Get the new Ace Galaxy app for $1.99 in the iOS podcast box or Amazon Android app store. Just search Ace Galaxy in the Amazon Android App Store or in the iOS App Store, search Podcast Box. Install the free Podcast Box and then search Ace Galaxy. The apps are $1.99 and a great way to support the show and get instant access to all the latest episodes plus bonus extras. You're listening to Wednesday Wonders on the Mutual Audio Network, where you can enjoy the wonders of the imagination. And speaking of wonders... Everybody wonders why the Bells in the Battery podcast is still plugging along. Not only on Friday Follies, but a bunch of times on Sunday Showcase as well. Give Bells in the Battery a listen sometime, and you'll wonder how he gets away with some of that stuff. Rated G, family friendly.
Caution, occasional toxic puns.